Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Coffee Break Spanish Travel Diaries, Season 2, Episode 7. Hola a todos y bienvenidos a Coffee Break Spanish. Yo soy Mark. Y yo soy Marina. ¿Cómo estás, Marina? Pues estoy muy bien hoy. ¿Qué tal estás tú? Sí, súper bien hoy. Y muy contento de estar de vuelta en el estudio. We're back with another episode of our Coffee Break Spanish Travel Diaries. In, these, in this series, we're following the adventures of Ainhoa, Esteban and Luisa as they travel through South America. They've already been to Peru and now we're in Bolivia. Last time we were in La Paz, or La Paz, and this time we're heading to Cochabamba, the gastronomic capital of the country. Entonces, Marina, ¿qué vamos a hacer en este episodio? Pues en este episodio vamos a comer, a comer mucho. <risa> pues me alegro. <risa> Pero también vamos a, a hacer un poco de turismo. Vale, 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 perfecto. Pues como siempre, escucharemos el texto y luego hablaremos de la gramática, del vocabulario y de todo lo interesante que hay en el texto. Vamos a por ello. Llegamos a Cochabamba sabiendo que está considerada la capital gastronómica de Bolivia. Propuse la idea de pasar toda nuestra estancia comiendo. Y aunque Esteban estuvo de acuerdo, Luisa quería hacer fotografías de la ciudad. Al final, llegamos al acuerdo de que comeríamos hasta empacharnos por la tarde, mientras que por la mañana visitaríamos todo lo que ofrecía Cochabamba. Así lo hicimos. Empezamos por la plaza del 14 de septiembre para visitar la Fuente de las Tres Gracias y la Columna de los Héroes, un obelisco que rinde homenaje a la Revolución de 1810. También visitamos la Catedral de San Sebastián, que se construyó sobre la base de un antiguo templo. De allí fuimos a la Plaza Colón y caminamos por el Paseo de la Independencia donde Luisa sacó increíbles fotos de la arquitectura de la época de la República. Por supuesto, cogimos el teleférico para subir al Cristo. Podíamos hacerlo a pie, pero a ninguno de nosotros le apetecía. La escultura medía 34 metros de altura y es la segunda escultura de Cristo más alta del mundo. Las vistas desde lo alto fueron increíbles. Después de toda la caminata, pasamos el resto del día comiendo y probándolo todo. Pampacu, escabeche con papitas, chanca de pollo, 
Muchos platos estaban en quechua y con todos rebañamos el plato. I knew the food had to come, and boy, did it come. <laughs> we'll get to that all in good time. Let's go back to the beginning of the text and read the, the text now. Llegamos a Cochabamba sabiendo que está considerada la capital gastronómica de Bolivia. Okay, so we arrived in Cochabamba, llegamos a Cochabamba, sabiendo que. That's the gerund form of saber, to know. So knowing that... Está considerada la capital gastronómica de Bolivia. So, it's considered the gastronomic capital, the, the food capital of Bolivia. Why is it está considerada? Here you could use either está considerada or es considerada. So, you probably are going to read, it's more common to read es considerada than está considerada, but both are correct. Okay, so just to remember, you can't always switch between es and esta in, 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 other, in other situations. So ser and estar are not normally interchangeable, but here they would be. So you could see es considerada or esta considerada, both work here. Propuse la idea de pasar toda nuestra estancia comiendo. Y aunque Esteban estuvo de acuerdo, Luisa quería hacer fotografías de la ciudad. Okay, so propuse is an interesting verb. It's a, an irregular form from proponer. And if we take off the pro and we just look at poner, it means to put. And uh, therefore, we can conjugate to put in the, the, the preterite. I think we've done that before. So puse, pusiste, puso, pusimos, pusisteis, pusieron. And just stick the pro in front and we got propuse. I propose the idea of spending the whole of our stay, de pasar toda nuestra estancia, comiendo, eating. Y aunque Esteban estuvo de acuerdo, and although Esteban was in agreement, estar de acuerdo con alguien, to be in agreement with, something, with someone, Luisa quería hacer fotografías de la ciudad. Luisa wanted to take photos of the city. Mm -hmm. Al final, llegamos al acuerdo de que comeríamos hasta empacharnos por la tarde, mientras que por la mañana visitaríamos todo lo que ofrecía Cochabamba. Okay, so they came to a decision, they came to an agreement al final, in the end. Al final llegamos al acuerdo, we came to the agreement, de que comeríamos hasta empacharnos por la tarde, so that we would eat, now that's your conditional there, Comeríamos hasta empacharnos. So what does empacharse? Empacharse is like to fill up your stomach. So if you eat a lot and you are absolutely filled, is that. <laughs> okay, so you eat until you're full. Empacharnos. And it's reflexive, so we need the nos in here because, of course, I know it's talking about herself and Esteban and Luisa. So hasta empacharnos por la tarde. That's what they were going to do in the the afternoon, the evening, mientras que por la mañana visitaríamos todo lo que ofrecía Cochabamba. So, while in the morning, por la mañana, visitaríamos, we would visit, todo lo que ofrecía Cochabamba, 
everything that Cochabamba had to offer. Let's look at these conditionals a little more. Marina, the, con- just, the, the conditional is really straightforward to form. For regular verbs, we just take the, the infinitive, don't we? So we just need to take the infinitive form and add the conditional endings. Okay, so let's take an example. Let's take a nice simple verb like um, hablar. Mm-hmm. Yo hablaría, tú hablarías, él, ella hablaría, nosotros, nosotras hablaríamos, vosotros, vosotras hablaríais, ellos, ellas hablarían. Perfecto. Okay, so in each case we're using the, the word would to translate this. I would speak, you would speak, he, she would speak, you would speak, uh, we, would, we would speak, you would speak, they would speak. So it's, it's a, a would uh, form of the translation. So, al final llegamos al acuerdo de que comeríamos. So they were putting the íamos ending on the end of comer. We would eat hasta empacharnos por la tarde, mientras que por la mañana visitaríamos. Again, the íamos ending is just going on the end of the infinitive, visitar. However, not all verbs use the infinitive. We do have some verbs which have a what we would call an irregular future stem because we use the same stem for the future and the conditional. Um, so let's take a, an example of... Venir, uh, for example. Venir, yeah, good. Yeah, good example. So, venir, um, we don't use the infinitive. We make a new future stem, which is V-E-N-D-R and then our conditional endings. So that would become... I would come. Vendría. You would come. Vendrías. He or she would come. Vendría. We would come. Vendríamos. You, plural, would come. Vendríais. And then they would come. Vendrían. Okay, so vendría, vendrías, vendría, and so on. So just watch out for the irregular future stems for these verbs, but the actual endings of the conditional are very straightforward. Muy bien, pues entonces vamos a seguir con el texto. Así lo hicimos. Empezamos por la plaza del 14 de septiembre para visitar la fuente de las tres gracias y la columna de los héroes, un obelisco que rinde homenaje a la revolución de 1810. Okay, así lo hicimos. So, in that way, it, we did. So, basically, that's exactly what we did. So, they were going to see things in the morning and then eat in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Empezamos por la plaza del 14 de septiembre. So, we, we began with the square of the 14th of September para visitar la fuente de las tres gracias in order to visit the fountain of the three thank yous. Y la columna de los héroes, and the column of los héroes, the heroes. And then a little explanation of this, un obelisco que rinde homenaje a la revolución de 1810. So this is an obelisk which renders homage, which pays homage to the 1810 revolution. Mm -hmm. So about these two fountains, I can tell you that the one that is called Las Tres Gracias it's really nice to visit it at night when everything is like with a very nice illumination and the lights are really, really nice to visit. And also another interesting thing about La Columna de los Héroes is that it's a gift from the Spanish King Charles III that gave it to 
el pueblo de Cochabamba in the 18th century. Muy bien, muy interesante. Okay. ¿Qué más hicieron? También visitamos la Catedral de San Sebastián, que se construyó sobre la base de un antiguo templo. Ok, so también visitamos la Catedral de San Sebastián. So we also visited the Cathedral of San Sebastián, que se construyó sobre la base de un antiguo templo. So it was constructed sobre la base, on the base, de un antiguo templo, of a former temple. Ok, just a question about the word antiguo here, Marina. It's coming before templo. Could we have said un templo antiguo? Mm -hmm. Yes, we can move the adjective if we place it after the noun. Normally, we are not trying to emphasize that characteristic, but maybe if we place it before, it's just that we are trying to give a little bit more of importance to the adjective. Okay, and would I be right in thinking here that if we say un antiguo templo, it could have the sense of a former temple which is now a shopping centre or, or something like that? Mm -hmm, that's right, and in that case, we couldn't place the adjective after the word, the noun temple, okay? So in that case, yes, you could say un antiguo templo, que ahora es un centro comercial. Okay. Um, however, here, un antiguo templo, there's no real explanation as to what it is now other than the cathedral. Um, so it could just simply be an ancient or an old temple, un antiguo templo. Mm -hmm. How do we say, for example, ancient Egypt? Antiguo Egipto. Yeah, so it comes before there in that sense. I guess they were really referring to the fact that we're talking about a long time ago, ancient Egypt, antiguo Egipto. Muy bien. Pues vamos a seguir. De allí fuimos a la Plaza de Colón y caminamos por el Paseo de la Independencia, donde Luisa sacó increíbles fotos de la arquitectura de la época de la República. Okay, there's an interesting thing in here that we'll, we'll get to in just a moment. De allí fuimos a la Plaza Colón. From there we went to the Plaza Colón, Columbus Square. Y caminamos por el Paseo de la Independencia. And we walked along the Paseo de la Independencia, donde Luisa sacó increíbles fotos de la arquitectura de la época de la República. So, where Luisa took incredible photos of the architecture of the the time of the republic, so de la arquitectura, de la época de la república, so it's the, the republic-style architecture that she took the incredible photos of. But Marina, Luisa sacó increíbles fotos. I've always been taught that we always need to put in an article. Why don't we say here, Luisa sacó unas increíbles fotos? We could say sacó unas increíbles fotos, but... Having the adjective before and having anything else around it make these photos even more incredible because we're focusing on the idea that these photos were incredible. Okay. okay? So they are not just some incredible photos. They, these are incredible photos. Okay. So there we can take out the, the unas, uh, the indefinite article there. And we just are using the adjective to... Uh, to, to emphasize that. If it had just been donde Luisa sacó fotos de la arquitectura, would that have worked too? Yes. You could say fotos or unas fotos would work. 
Okay, so Luisa has been taking these photos uh, of the architecture in the in the area. We're going to take a pause here and we'll be back in just a moment to continue the rest of the text. We wanted to let you know that there's a premium version of the Travel Diaries course and this includes a set of lesson notes where you'll be able to read the text from each of the diaries and work through the vocabulary and any explanations that we've provided. There's also a video version of the text where we've left space for you to repeat the words and phrases used, giving you an opportunity to practice your speaking and your pronunciation. For more information about this, head to coffeebreakacademy.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ok, pues entonces estamos en Cochabamba hoy y ahora están a punto de subir al Cristo. They are on the point of going up to the Christ. Let's find out what that means. Por supuesto, cogimos el teleférico para subir al Cristo. So they took the cable car in order to go up to the Christ. So there's a statue of Christ uh, on a hill uh, in Cochabamba, and uh, this is very famous there. It's, it's, well, we'll find out more about it in, in, in just a moment. Podíamos hacerlo a pie, pero a ninguno de nosotros le apetecía. Okay, so apparently there are there is the option of climbing 2,000 steps to reach this chapter, the, the, the statue, um, but uh, they didn't fancy this. Podíamos hacerlo a pie, we could do it by foot, pero a ninguno de nosotros le apetecía. But to none of us, a ninguno de nosotros le apetecía. 
So apetecer means to fancy doing something. Me apetece ir al cine. I fancy going to the cinema. Le apetece uh, ir a ver al Cristo, subir al Cristo. Um, he or she fancies going up to the statue of Christ. Now, it is tricky, especially because we've got a ninguno de nosotros, to none of us. We need that extra a in there because it is an indirect structure. Marina, ¿quieres ayudarnos con esto? Yes, we could here, we could make it a little bit simpler and we could have said, pero a ninguno nos apetecía. So that way we would like avoid saying de nosotros, that it's just making it a little bit more clear and we could straight say a ninguno nos apetecía. Yeah, because the, the a ninguno de nosotros changes um, the, the person that we're talking about. Um, a nosotros nos apetecía. Um, so to us, we fancied going up there. But a ninguno de nosotros, the subject, is becoming no one and, and, and none of us. Although it's the subject in English, it's actually the object in, in uh, Spanish. It's pretty tricky. Yeah, and here because... We are saying a ninguno de nosotros. We are like making it single. So we would be considered individuals, each of us. And that's why we have le apetecía instead of having nos apetecía. Yeah, very tricky stuff. Okay, let's move on and find out more about this uh, this sculpture, this uh, statue. La escultura medía 34 metros de altura y es la segunda escultura de Cristo Más alta del mundo. Okay, so la escultura medía 34 metros de altura. So the statue, the sculpture, um, measures 34 meters high. So it's 34 meters high. Y es la segunda escultura de Cristo más alta del mundo. And it's the second sculpture of Christ most tall in the world. So it's the second most tall uh, statue of Christ in the world. Uh, Marina, ¿sabes dónde está uh, la más alta del mundo? Sí, a ver, sé dónde está, pero no puedo pronunciar el nombre. <laughs> eh, ¿Está en Polonia? ¿No es así? Sí, uh, creo que se pronuncia Świebodzen o algo así, pero la verdad es que mi polaco <laughs> no está súper bien. <laughs> Um, I think the, the, the funny thing here is that depending on your source, sometimes uh, the statues are regarded as higher than the others or taller than the others, depending on whether they include the base and the crown and so on. So I think it depends. There are uh, there are different opinions on this, I believe. <laughs> okay, so they took the, the cable car up there and then she goes on to say... Las pistas desde lo alto fueron increíbles. Okay, las vistas desde lo alto. The views from the, the, the high part up there fueron increíbles. They were amazing. Después de toda la caminata, pasamos el resto del día comiendo y probándolo todo. Pampacu, escabeche con papitas, chanca de pollo... Okay, let's stop there. I'm getting hungry. Uh, so, después de toda la caminata, um, after all of this uh, hiking, this trekking, uh, pasamos el resto de di del día comiendo. We spent the rest of the day eating y probándolo todo and trying it all. Probándolo todo. 
Now, there are a number of dishes referred to here. Pampaku, what's that? Pampaku is uno de los platos más tradicionales de Cochabamba. And it's like a mixed dish. It, it, has, it can be cooked with um, chicken or other kind of meat. And it also has some potatoes. It has uh, what they call choclo that has different names. That choclo, uh, maíz, elote, they call it. So mm -hmm. it's like that uh, uh, corn. Type. Yeah, yep. corn. And uh, they also have like plátano para freír. So that's like plantain. Yes, that's right. Okay, muy bien. Y luego escabeche con papitas. Yes, that's it. Escabeche is a special way of cooking. Like it's like a sauce, and it's also very typical in Spain. And it's mainly cooked with uh, laurel, cebolla, and vinagre or vino. Okay, so vinagre, vinegar, or vino, wine. Um, you also said um, cebolla, onion. And then laurel as in laurel, the, the type of tree? Yes. Okay. Leaves of laurel. Very good. Okay. Y luego chanca de pollo. Okay, chanca de pollo is another traditional dish. And this is more like um, un guiso. Okay, so like a stew. Yeah. That's it. And when I was reading about it, locals said that it's very important to cook it with a pollo criollo. So it cannot be like a young chicken because they are not, they haven't got enough like flavor or it has to be a chicken that has already had some eggs. Okay, right. <laughs> so it has to be older than nine months. Right. Very, very specific. Okay, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> Muy bien. So these are these dishes that they've tried. And then let's finish it off. Muchos platos estaban en quechua. Y con todos rebañamos el plato. So many of the dishes were in quechua, which is the, the language, uh, an, an indigenous language um, in Bolivia. Y con todos rebañamos el plato. So, and uh, uh, with every one of them, with all of these dishes, rebañamos el plato. So they had to uh, literally take bread and mop up every last bit of the dish. They enjoyed it so much. Yeah, that's right. They ate until the last little thing in the dish. <laughs> Excellent. Pues muy bien, muy bien. Okay, let's listen again to the text. Hopefully, now that we've went through things, uh, all of these uh, dishes in particular and the, the other places that we've, we've mentioned will all make more sense. Llegamos a Cochabamba sabiendo que está considerada la capital gastronómica de Bolivia. Propuse la idea de pasar toda nuestra estancia comiendo. Y aunque Esteban estuvo de acuerdo, Luisa quería hacer fotografías de la ciudad. Al final, llegamos al acuerdo de que comeríamos hasta empacharnos por la tarde, mientras que por la mañana visitaríamos todo lo que ofrecía Cochabamba. Así lo hicimos. Empezamos por la plaza del 14 de septiembre para visitar la Fuente de las Tres Gracias y la Columna de los Héroes, 
un obelisco que rinde homenaje a la Revolución de 1810. También visitamos la Catedral de San Sebastián, que se construyó sobre la base de un antiguo templo. De allí fuimos a la Plaza Colón y caminamos por el Paseo de la Independencia, donde Luisa sacó increíbles fotos de la arquitectura de la época de la República. Por supuesto, cogimos el teleférico para subir al Cristo. Podíamos hacerlo a pie, pero a ninguno de nosotros le apetecía. La escultura medía 34 metros de altura y es la segunda escultura de Cristo más alta del mundo. Las vistas desde lo alto fueron increíbles. Después de toda la caminata, pasamos el resto del día comiendo y probándolo todo. Pampacu, escabeche con papitas, chanca de pollo... Muchos platos estaban en quechua. Y con todos, rebañamos el plato. Pues ya está. Now, if you're following the, the premium version of this course, then you can now work your way through the lesson notes where we provide further examples of some of the words and phrases that you hear in each episode. And also we've got the video version, which will allow you to practice your pronunciation and you can read along with Ainoa in the spaces that we've left after every sentence. If you're not following this, then head over to the Coffee Break Academy where you can find out more about it. That's at coffeebreakacademy.com. That's right, Mark. And if you'd like to see the famous Estatua de Cristo de Cochabamba, then check out our Instagram account where we're following Ainoa, Esteban and Luisa's journey. Just search for Coffee Break Languages and you can follow our Coffee Break German, French and Italian travel diaries there too. Muy bien. Pues ya está. Thank you for joining us. Muchas gracias como siempre, Marina. Gracias a ti. Y gracias a nuestros oyentes. We hope that you are enjoying this. We will be continuing our journey next time. Until then, hasta la próxima. Hasta pronto. You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2021 Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2021, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved.